Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker. Today is the first of a series of episodes that I'm going to be doing about why people get out of prison and go back to the criminal lifestyle. Today, this episode is going to be about low self-esteem and how it impacts individuals' decision-making is to get back into the criminal lifestyle. I know that a lot of you may not believe or understand that someone, let me say this first before I get to that. This is about drug dealers. This is about drug dealers that, you know, in and out of prison three, four, five times. How is it that a drug dealer that puts on the way they dress, the way they talk, the way they act, their whole lifestyle is about boasting and bragging and being in your face. So how is it that a drug dealer, somebody like that, can be a person with low self-esteem? Hard for me to understand, but it's been my experience that these individuals are the most vulnerable, the most fragile emotionally when it comes to uh, you know people that I've met in prison. Now, how did they get that? That's the curiosity that I'm trying to explore and explain to people as to why they end up with all of the, the odds stacked against them. And they know this is everything is stacked against them. They'll come into prison, and they, some of them might do five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years, whatever the case may be, and then get out and have everything lined up, job, somewhere to live, all of the things that they're gonna need to be productive citizens, yet they'll still decide that after a while, they'll still decide to venture off and start to hustle again, get back into the streets, right? Why is that? When a person's self-esteem their self-worth, who they are, who they identify with. When all of that is wrapped up in what they do, meaning selling drugs, that pulls them, that pull is stronger than the pull of being a law-abiding citizen, being a faithful husband or wife, depending on the situation. Uh, being a, a father that can be dependent on, to show up to the games and all that. That pull that that pool that, that identifies, that they identify with as far as their self-esteem self and self-worth is stronger than all of that. It's stronger than all of that. And what they don't understand is that a lot of people, in my opinion, also don't even, are not even aware that this has happened to them. And if you're not aware of something happening to you, how can you make the necessary steps to fix it or correct that behavior? So a lot of people end up doing these things not really knowing why they're doing them and when they come back into the institution and then you run into them, they'll say, man, I was out there just doing my thing, right? And I'm looking at them and I'm trying to figure out, you know, you were just doing your thing. I have a hard time with people because I want to explain to them when I talk to them anyway. And I don't know about you if you're listening, if you're a believer or not, but I am. And I have a hard time explaining to people that you were not doing it. The Most High did not create you to be somebody that is going to be out here selling drugs to people that could potentially kill them, ruin their lives, ruin their family's lives, ruin the kids' lives. But most high didn't create you for this type of lifestyle. He created you to serve him and his purposes. So when you're trying to explain that to somebody, I think sometimes I have to pull back because a lot of times it's, it, it gets to the point to where I don't want to be judgmental. But if the person is not aware that they suffer or are dealing with these low self-esteem issues, then you have to go through the process of, process of explaining to them what is really going on with them. So how do you do that? How do you explain to somebody that they're suffering from low self-esteem? Uh, I mean, first I think it's important that what you pointed out, I mean, most people don't, aren't even aware that they're dealing with uh, any sort of, of issues. 
issue until somebody points it out to them. Uh, but I think that a lot of it comes down to they've been accustomed to being seen a certain way by the people around them. They may have been gotten into uh, the drug game for uh, the easy access to money or the convenience of it, but over time, they've become accustomed to being the guy. They've been, got accustomed to being someone who was needed by others. Mm -hmm. And so when you take that away, it takes away their identity because everything that they found worthy of uh, themselves worth of came from what other people perceived. Right. Their entire worth was, was is based off how other people see them. Mm -hmm. And that's something that for me, you know, I look at it from the point of view as, uh, you know, as a Christian, you know, for me, I have to wake up every single day and determine is my worth going to be decided by what my uh, God decided that I was worth through what he did on the cross, or am I going to let my worth be decided by what other people see me as? Mm -hmm. And so that's a struggle. I mean, I say that as a Christian, I have to decide that because every day is not is not the same. Every day is different. Absolutely. So some days I mess it up. Some days I make mistakes and make decisions uh, uh, wrongly based on how other people see it. Right. I make it based off of how I think other people will perceive it instead of basing it off of what does God who paid more for me want me to do with, with this life that he's given me. So you take a person you take a person with low self-esteem so based off of what I'm hearing you say, you take a person with low self-esteem, they should start to reevaluate what it is and who it is that they are going to for that satisfaction that that feeling that makes them feel that, that whatever it is, I don't want to call it a feeling, but whatever it is that makes them feel whole, whatever it is that makes them feel like they are worthy, they need to re-examine that once they become aware of it and try to identify more so with the creator and how you're supposed to feel when you identify with that. So, but I think that's hard for a lot of people because, you know, I know a lot of people that believe. Or I know a lot of people that say they believe. But they may not get that feeling that a lot of people get when they are in the streets. You know, I, I look at it on a maybe uh, a physiological aspect, right? When you're talking about the, the, the dopamine that's being released in the brain and all this, and that, it makes you feel good, right? It's almost like when you're getting high or doing whatever it is that brings you pleasure, eating ice cream, eating chocolate, right? The dopamine in your brain is being released and it makes you feel great, right? So now all of a sudden, you're telling somebody that knows the source of that feel good to, to, to realign that with something else. What if they don't get that feeling? What if they don't get that feeling from uh, reading and studying the word and attending church and, or wherever and whatever they do to go get their spiritual needs satisfied? What if they don't get that feeling? How do you convince somebody that they need to realign with something else? I mean, it's a hard thing to do, but we have to come to the point where we realize that our decisions are not to be directed or based off of emotions or feelings. You know, emotions and feelings are circumstantial, uh, but they don't determine reality. You know, the reality is there is a creator. And whether I, I feel a certain type of way about that or not, whether I believe that or not, does not change the facts. It does not change reality. So I need to understand that there is a such thing as a, as a right and wrong. There is a such thing as a, a, a hierarchy of authority. And I gotta determine who is gonna determine my value, whether I acknowledge God or not. He is, he is uh, the creator. 
Right, but if you don't, uh, it got it. Okay, whether you get this fit, whether you get this feeling of believe or not, that it is a fact that God exists, right? Mm -hmm. But I think it's, I, th I don't think you can ignore the fact that this dopamine, this feel-good feeling, is it's real to them. It's real to them. So if you say, okay, look, there's a hierarchy of authority, you got to respect this, 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 and that, regardless of how you're feeling, regardless of how you're feeling, I think also that that might be uh, a little bit out of touch with what a person might even expect from that. So how do you get, other than trying to say, well, your feelings and all of these things, they don't matter. Well, I wouldn't say that they don't matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, they do absolutely matter. We are, I mean, because feelings and emotions are, are gifts from God. They are meant, they do serve a purpose, but they are not meant to be uh, the direction. They are not meant to direct our actions. And that is where people go wrong. And, and that's what I want to get to. That is where people go wrong. And that's why people's the, the self-esteem is so low and their self-worth is wrapped up in what they do. People, repeat that for me one more time. Repeat that again, what you just said. Feelings, feelings. and emotions do matter. They are gifts from God and they do serve a pur purpose, but they are not meant to direct our actions. And that is what people need to get. The feelings and emotions are not meant to direct your purpose. Your feelings and emotions are not meant to direct your purpose. And if you lock in and focus on that, I think that you will find that path that will get you to that point one day where you will get that feel-good feeling out of service. With that, I'm going to wrap this episode up. This has been another great episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, and I say peace. <laughs>